This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Tom Marvolo Riddle was born at Wool's Orphanage on New Year's Eve 1926 to Merope Gaunt, a pure-blood witch and the daughter of Marvolo Gaunt. Tragically, Merope died shortly after Riddle was born, the result of a broken heart. Abandoned by the man that she loved and suffering complications from childbirth, paired with starvation and or hypothermia, Merope no longer had any desire to live, and made no attempts to utilize magic to save her own life. Merope refused to raise her wand even to save her own life. She wouldn't even stay alive for her son. Dumbledore raised his eyebrows. Could you possibly be feeling sorry for Lord Voldemort? No, said Harry quickly. But she had a choice, didn't she? Not like my mother. Your mother had a choice too, said Dumbledore gently. Yes, Merope Riddle chose death in spite of a son who needed her. But do not judge her too harshly, Harry. She was greatly weakened by long suffering, and she never had your mother's courage. Merope's death meant that she was never there for Tom, and because of this, he grew up without any concept or notion of love, something that many considered to be a lasting effect of the love potion that Merope had used on Tom's father, Tom Riddle Sr. And it's Voldemort's inability to feel love that is widely perceived to have catalyzed his path of villainy. Many believe that, thanks to his mother and father, Voldemort was, in a way, destined for evil. I've seen it posted and stated just about everywhere that Voldemort is fundamentally incapable of feeling love, but in my opinion, this is one of the most misunderstood aspects of the story. The most common interpretation is that because he was born under a love potion, there exists no possibility for him to feel love or similar emotions but this has actually been cleared up by J.K. Rowling in an interview. How much does the fact that Voldemort was conceived under a love potion have to do with his inability to understand love? Is it more symbolic? It was a symbolic way of showing that he came from a loveless union, but of course everything would have changed if Merope had survived and raised him herself and loved him. In just a few sentences here, J.K. Rowling opens up the possibility of Voldemort loving something, someone, She said it herself, if Merope had survived and been there to raise him, then there's a very good chance that he could have loved. This means that he was never quite as emotionally incapable as other canon suggests. So my question is, if the transformation of Tom Riddle into Voldemort could have been avoided by some love and care, then what on earth happened to him at the orphanage? I suppose it's possible that he simply needed the love and care of his mother, but weren't the caregivers at the orphanage good to Tom? Or was it actually Tom's upbringing that was directly responsible for creating the monster that tore apart the wizarding world? In the heart of bustling London, tucked away in a forgotten corner, stood Wool's Orphanage, a desolate refuge where Tom Riddle spent the first 11 and a half years of his life. The orphanage itself was described as a grim, square building surrounded by high railings, with stone stairs and a bare courtyard. 
Within the orphanage, Tom Riddle had a single room that contained an iron bedstead, an old wardrobe, and a hard wooden chair. The room's only decoration came from seven stones sitting on a windowsill and a photo of a cliff on the wall. Inside, the air hung heavy with a sense of despair, as if the walls themselves wept silently for the unfortunate souls that called this place home. Faded, threadbare curtains grimaced in the feeble light that filtered through smudged windows, casting a pallid and sorrowful hue over the sparse and worn-out furnishings. The creaking floorboards echoed with muffled sighs of longing, and each room held rows of narrow, discomforting beds, decorated only by thin blankets that hardly provided respite from the chill that seeped through the cracked walls. The truth is, Tom Riddle couldn't have been in an orphanage during a worse time period. The orphanage system in the UK only really began to take off in the 19th century, which meant that it was still very much in its infancy. Furthermore, 1926, the year Voldemort was born, was the very same year that the Child Adoption Act was passed in the UK, which finally made child adoption legal. During Tom Riddle's time there, the circumstances were nothing short of terrible. The aftermath of the First World War had left a surplus of war orphans, combined with programs aiming to remove street children from the grim city streets. This sudden influx of children easily overwhelmed the existing system, resulting in overcrowded facilities and a severe lack of resources. Many orphanages were unable to cope with the overwhelming demand and were forced to shut down or merge with others. The dire conditions led to scarce provisions, with it not being uncommon for multiple children to share a bed or sleep on the floor. Shoes were considered a luxury, and most orphans were lucky to have only one or two sets of clothes, one for winter and one for summer. Lack of nutritious food was a constant struggle, and orphans often subsisted on the same meager and watered-down soup or porridge for weeks on end. Overworked caretakers, who were stretched thin and in many cases were neglectful or even abusive, added to the challenging atmosphere. To make matters worse, during this time many children as young as 12 were forced into labor, working grueling hours in docks and factories. With hygiene conditions deteriorating, diseases like diphtheria, cholera, and measles flourished, leaving malnourished children with weakened immune systems vulnerable to these illnesses. And as if the conditions were not already dire enough, in 1931, the Great Depression struck the United Kingdom, coinciding with Tom being just five years old. Orphanages lost a significant portion of their funding, exacerbating the scarcity of food and resources. The reality of death surrounded the young children, with illness and disease claiming the lives of those all around them, something that I feel further ingrained Tom's fear and obsession with mortality. In this grim and despairing environment, Tom Riddle was forced to endure, navigating a world where hope was a scarce commodity and the specter of death loomed ever closer. Tom experienced firsthand the fragility of life. The constant presence of death, whether through diseases, malnourishment, or the loss of peers, reinforced his awareness of mortality from an early age. This heightened awareness of death and the transience of life left a lasting impact on Tom's psyche. By 1938, when Dumbledore first visited Tom, things had improved a little. Just two years prior, the Departmental Committee on Adoption Agencies had been appointed, and Dumbledore's description of the orphanage as shabby but spotlessly clean is a good indicator that things were moving in the right direction. But that doesn't take anything away from the fact that for the majority of his time at the orphanage, 
Tom Riddle lived in absolute squalor. This brings me to my first point. The environment of Bull's Orphanage, combined with the harsh economic and social realities that surrounded Tom Riddle, left little room for the growth and development of positive emotional traits, such as love and compassion. The constant struggle for resources, lack of direction, and early exposure to hardship and loss made it impossible for Tom to find the emotional nourishment needed for healthy growth and development. Instead of love and compassion, Tom developed an overwhelming desire for power, control, and recognition. Conceived under a love potion, left behind by his mother, and growing up in this sort of environment meant that Tom Riddle never really had much of a chance. After beginning his studies at Hogwarts in 1938, Tom continually expressed a strong desire to avoid returning to Wool's Orphanage for the summers, on one occasion even making a special request to the then headmaster, Armando Dippet, to remain in school during the holidays. And how could we blame him? After his very first year at Hogwarts, Tom returned to London during a time of heavy preparation for war. The city was in the process of building air raid shelters and readying anti-air guns and balloons, while the call for military service began. As summer neared its end, Tom discovered that not only he, but also the majority of London's child population, including his fellow orphans, were being evacuated to the countryside. Over 800,000 children had been relocated from the city by early September. On the day Tom left for Hogwarts in September, Germany invaded Poland, marking the beginning of World War II. The British army mobilized, and two days later, the United Kingdom officially declared war on Germany. And when he returned to London at the end of his second year, he found the city in a state of panic. France had recently fallen, and the Battle of Britain had begun, with German and British fighter planes engaging in aerial combat. Rationing had commenced, air warning drills became a normal part of daily life, and on August 9th, the Birmingham Blitz commenced, which, although not directly affecting London, sent shockwaves throughout the entire United Kingdom. If we fast forward to the summer before his seventh year at Hogwarts, Tom would have bore witness to the first V-1 missiles to hit London, which claimed the lives of over 6,000 people in a 12-day period. And though by this time, Tom had already heavily descended into darkness, the catastrophic bombing of London by the Germans would have only further catalyzed Tom's jaded perspective on the world, and perhaps served as motivation for some of his more twisted world philosophies, such as the idea that, there is no good or evil, only power, and those too weak to seek it. In an environment where the primary goal is survival, like the impoverished and desperate conditions faced by Tom, moral and ethical considerations tend to take a back seat. The immediate focus becomes ensuring basic needs like food and water are met, often trumping any concerns for the well-being of others. In situations like this, power becomes a critical factor. Those who possess power have control over resources, which means they have access to more food and essential items. The individuals who lack power or are deemed too weak are left to suffer and potentially starve. This is likely a contributing factor in Voldemort's growing obsession with achieving power. Furthermore, as the city faced relentless bombings and destruction, the constant threat of death pervaded the atmosphere. This only further magnified the fragility and impermanence of life, exacerbating Tom's obsession with his own mortality. The destruction and loss all around him intensified Tom's belief that life was fleeting and fragile. Seeing the consequences of war, the suffering inflicted upon innocent people, and the indiscriminate nature of death strengthened his resolve to transcend mortality 
desperate to assert control in the face of such destruction. He saw power as a means to protect himself from the horrors he witnessed, believing that if he gained enough control and influence, he could avoid the same fate that so many others suffered. Next I want to touch on something directly tied to the orphanages that I've somehow managed to avoid so far. We've healthily established the social and economic struggles associated with the time period, but I haven't even begun to touch on intrapersonal dynamics within the orphanage. We know that lack of love and care contributed to Voldemort's downfall, but I wonder how that happened. Is it just that he wasn't nurtured, or was he actively mistreated? The 1930s and 40s witnessed the profound societal impact of the looming World War II, which caused immense distress and uncertainty for many individuals, and the caretakers at Tom Riddle's orphanage were no exception to this. As key figures responsible for the children's welfare, they grappled with the pressures and anxieties associated with living through such tumultuous times, and during these periods of great stress and adversity, individuals would often seek solace in unhealthy coping mechanisms like alcohol. I think that the caretakers at the orphanage, burdened by the weight of wartime stress, may have turned to alcohol as a method of emotional relief and escapism. Mrs. Cole was the muggle matron of Wool's orphanage, and we see evidence of her alcoholism when she is questioned by Dumbledore. Dumbledore did not press her, though Harry could tell that he was interested. She took yet another gulp of gin, and her rosy cheeks grew rosier still. Billy Stubbs Rabbit, well, Tom said he didn't do it, and I don't see how he could have done. But even so, it didn't hang itself from the rafters, did it? I shouldn't think so, no, said Dumbledore quietly. But I'm jiggered if I know how he got up there to do it. All I know is he and Billy had argued the day before. And then, Mrs. Cole took another swig of gin, slopping a little over her chin this time. And while alcohol can provide temporary respite from negative events, it often exacerbates volatile emotions and impairs judgment. For the caretakers at Tom Riddle's orphanage, the consumption of alcohol as a coping mechanism may have led to heightened frustration and aggression towards the children in their care. Drunken interactions could easily devolve into mistreatment, as their inability to manage stress and emotions spilled over into their caregiving roles. Furthermore, in the 1920s, abuse in orphanages was not particularly uncommon. Through strict disciplinary measures, orphans would be subjected to physical punishment, including beatings, slapping, or other forms of physical violence. And this abuse, inflicted by harsh, authoritarian caretakers, would often result in physical injury or long-term psychological harm. In the case of Voldemort, it was the latter. By the time Dumbledore visited Tom at the orphanage, he was old enough and aware enough to make bad things happen to people. The caretakers and the other children were afraid of him. But Tom had been at the orphanage since he was an infant, which means that he may have been the target of abuse prior to him even being old enough to acknowledge it. He only endured it for as long as he remained out of touch with his magical ability. As an adult, Voldemort's ideology was founded on the notion that wizards were inherently superior to muggles and they ought to exercise their power over them, an ideology that was unquestionably shaped by his difficult childhood experiences. Growing up in a war-torn environment at an abusive orphanage, Voldemort didn't exactly see the good side of muggles, and though he committed an unforgivable number of atrocities later in life, I can't imagine how young Tom Riddle could have ever really stood a chance. What do you think? Had you ever considered Voldemort's upbringing to this extent? The war-torn environment and psychological hardships he had to endure? Let me know down in the comment section below. Also, if you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. 
Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.